Okay, let's move on. Uh, Dr. Chuck, next topic. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, some advice to parents raising young athletes. I am in the current stage of raising young athletes. I got a 15-year-old hockey player and a 13-year-old that plays uh, kind of high-level tra- travel basketball, baseball, football. So uh, I'm in the middle of it, and I'm loving every minute. You, you've been through that yourself, haven't you? You know, Steve, I, 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 all three of my kids were athletes and went all through grade school, high school, even became college athletes. And I have to tell you, it was really a fun and anxious time. And I'll be honest, as a, as a parent of older, grown children now, I miss it dearly. And, and I get so many questions from friends on the approach you know, uh, when, when to be the coach, when to be the parent, when to encourage the athlete. And I think we're all looking for advice. And, and I think our next guest is somebody who's authored, uh, authored several materials about this and really has some great perspectives. Yes, uh, there's a new article on our website, Sports Medicine Weekly, titled Advice to Parents Raising Young Athletes, Three Lessons from a Former Collegiate Athlete Coach and Parent. That's our next guest. His name is Will Haskell, Director of Business Development at Ivy Rehab Physical Therapy. And Will opened and managed three sports performance centers, including a brief stint as the head strength conditioning coach for the Chicago Sky, a former Division One NCAA athlete. So, Will, how are you this morning? Doing great, Steve. Uh, great to be back, guys. Well, it's great. Thanks for getting up early with us. You know, as as we're getting into springtime and, and coaches are ramping up, and, and most of the coaches we're talking about really are the parent coach, you know, whether it be soccer or Little League or coming out of the basketball season. Uh, what's your perspectives? Obviously, you've had a wealth of experiences as obviously a, a, an NCAA collegiate athlete and also now serving as a coach and parent. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, there's a lot of interesting things that, um, you know, go into all of this. And the most important thing is that there's no one-size-fits-all. Actually, after I wrote the Sports Medicine Weekly, um, you know, article, I received tons of feedback. I even got parents from Alaska. I had a, a coach from North Carolina, Florida, Texas, all reach out to me. And, you know, a lot of the conversations that we had you know, centered around the article, all had different results. So, you know, my advice to parents on a, on a simple level is just be mindful for your kids and understand that there are going to be times where they need a day off. There are times where you can be a little bit more, um, you know, adventurous and trying to get them outside, trying to get them playing, trying to get them, more, you know, more activity. You know, but at the same time, we also have to understand that our kids aren't little adults. Um, and sometimes it's very difficult. I always laugh. I used to have a 13-year-old kid that I used to work with in sports performance. 13 years old, he was six foot seven, wow. and 245 pounds. You know, and I'm about six five, six six, three hundred. And it was just a weird. I had to remind myself as I'm looking up at this, you know, giant person that behind the wheel was a 13-year-old kid. Um, so so many times I. I Try and keep it as simple with parents as I possibly can. Just remember that, you know, despite how athletic they might be or how gifted they might be, there's still a kid uh, pulling those strings and, and there's still a kid behind the wheel. And we have to take that into consideration. You know, and the other thing too, Will, which, you know, I would say from my experience in coaching my own kids and other kids, you know, there is such a different degree of maturation. You know, you have some kids, like you say, that, that at a relatively young age, both mentally, may, their body may be significantly matured, and others who are, quote, late, late bloomers. And trying to meld those different bodies and different personalities uh, in, in a team, and, and certainly as a coach, uh, you know, that's a tough meld. Some, some parents really worry about that. Can you give us insight or some of the thoughts you have on that? Well, you know, and we see that in professional sports. 
I mean, how many times do we see athletes, even professional athletes, making millions of dollars, get in trouble on Instagram, they get in trouble on Twitter, they get in trouble on Facebook, they say something that they don't mean. Um, you know, there's still a maturation process, even though they're a, you know, 21-year-old all-star Pro Bowl cornerback. Um, you know, there's still a maturity process that can happen. And that goes both from a physical standpoint and from a mental standpoint. And trying to balance that um, is ultimately a challenge. Again, it's easy to point to those examples of these kids that at a very young age are 6'5", 6'6". I was reading the other day about a 7-footer, you know, 15-year-old kid, and he's dunking over everybody. Um, But at the same time, even the most specialized, trained, athletic, you know, 18, 19, 20-year-old, we also have to make sure that, you know, we're catering to their uh, mental needs, their psychosocial needs, their education. Um, And sometimes that gets lost because of how athletic they really are. Visiting with Will Haskell from Ivy Rehab Physical Therapy, I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Charles Bush-Joseph filling in this week for Dr. Brian Cole. Our show is Sports Medicine Weekly, and Will has written a great article. It's already gotten a ton of hits on our Sports Medicine Weekly website, sportsmedicineweekly.com. Advice to parents raising young athletes, three lessons from a former collegiate athlete, coach, and parent. My next question for you, though, Will, is I know you were a guest on our show before when you were a strength and conditioning coach. Why did you leave that field to pursue physical therapy? Well, I was younger and a lot had a lot more hair back then, too, Steve. There you go. Um, <laughs> you know, specific to the industry, I felt like I was waging a battle that I couldn't win. Um, I felt like I was spending a lot of time trying to protect kids than actually train them to be better athletes and better people. I, you know, got really tired of getting phone calls from angry football coaches late at night, you know, just because I corrected the way an athlete did a deadlift or I had the audacity to tell a female soccer player that maybe she should take a day off. Um, Even as far as, you know, there was one instance getting a team physician involved when an assistant track coach was telling their, their athletes to switch doctors that would change their diagnosis. They all had stretch fractures um, so they could sprint. And I felt like I was spending more time trying to fix all of these problems and actually doing what I was meant to do, which was help, you know, have a positive impact on the kids. So it was at that point I made the decision. I said, hey, I said, if I can't fix this, why don't I move over to the physical therapy side and help work on correcting all the injuries that we were um, getting in through our doors? And then beyond that, you know, on a personal level, you know, I grew up with a father who was a college basketball coach. He was on the road all the time with recruiting and games and practice, which, you know, was fun as a kid. But eventually he even took some time off when I was in high school to watch me grow up and play. And I couldn't see myself being in the gym at 10 o'clock at night working with someone else's kid while I was missing my own kids grow up. So, so yeah, so that's, uh, that's all I got here. You know, well, I got to tell you, that's great thinking. And uh, we all say that. We, we all take great pride in working with athletes and, and whether it, it, at whatever level it is, whether it be adolescence or high school, or certainly at a collegiate level, what are the three things that you can, are the take home messages of that thought that you want, you know, our parents and coaches listening uh, this morning to, to hold in their head? Well, there are three, and I'm going to reference the article. Uh, the first is being the pack leaders. And over the years, um, you know, working with kids, you get to see a lot of different behaviors. And in many instances, you can, tell why certain kids behave the way that they do when you meet the parents. And I'm not necessarily saying that in a bad way, 
um, that, that's a door that's, that swings both ways. Um, I've met some really great kids, and they have some really great parents. And, you know, having the understanding that, you know, the parents are the role models and the parents are the example, not only for education, not, alone, not only to psychosocial development, uh, but also their athleticism, how well they work with other, other players, other coaches, are they coachable, um, all stems back to the parents, um, which is a big one. Um, the second one is inspiring curiosity which is kind of a weird concept for some people, especially when you try and sort of circle back to youth sports. But so many times I've seen, you know, a lot of these young athletes, they're growing up and everything is muted um, or everything is controlled. Everything has to be in this controlled, confined environment. You know, you can't play soccer unless you have a world-class coach from England in uniforms and referees organizing the whole thing. And, you know, I really I, I try to advise parents as best I can, and I catch myself doing this sometimes as well. Just let it go. Um, you don't have to correct every swing. You don't have to correct every jump shot. You don't have to stand over every kick. You know, let them discover what works for them. Let, let them figure out, like, hey, you know, when I do it this way, I'm unsuccessful. So then when they find the right way to do it, they understand that they're, they're the ones who are, you know, essentially inspiring their own success, which – creates a lot of really great and really documented long-term outcomes. And then the last one, and Dr. Bush shows that this probably hits home with you more than anybody, is, you know, don't specialize. Um, we've got all these world-class surgeons on the same page. We have all these sport coaches on the same page. Um, yet we're seeing 10-year-olds that are going to play 160 baseball games this summer. We're seeing 8-year-old female soccer players on the elite team that are going to play soccer 12 months a year. Um, I got to listen to Dr. James Andrews at the Midwest Orthopedic Sports Medicine Summit um, talk about the increased competition and how it's led to an increase of orthopedic injuries. And they and you guys have all that data, and it's irrefutable. And, you know, lastly, what a lot of parents, I think, forget is the mental health aspect of our children. Um, there's a really great book out by Kate Sagan titled What Made Maddie Run? Um, really phenomenal story. And there are more of these stories that are starting to come out um, about these younger generations that struggle with perfection, athletics, how social media plays into their mental health, the pressure to succeed. And we're starting to see even more of this data come out. I mentioned the participation trophy generation in my article as well, where um, even now we've seen recent studies where alcoholism in women in their early 30s or that elder millennial generation has gone up as much as 84%. So we're seeing like substance abuse, um, groups like the Taylor Hooten Foundation, um, Don Hooten's family and the death of their son. They're doing a lot of steroid epidemic research, and you're finding that, you know, even in the post-Mitchell Report era, there's as many as 80% of youth football players in Texas currently abusing anabolic steroids. So, um, you know, the point is that in, in all this, and I always say this um, in, in, in try to summarize this and, and boil it down as quickly and simply as I can, it, you know, at the end of the day, who's calling the shots? Um, it's mom and dad. And I think Neil deGrasse Tyson said this the best. He said, look, he goes, the kids are going to be fine. He said, fix the adults. He goes, if you fix the adults, everything is going to work itself out, and the kids are going to be fine. You know, Will, I'm going to I'm going to add on to that one point as, as we wrap up here. Uh, you know, the, I think the word you can summarize almost what you said of your three topics is just perspective. 
And, you know, I remember coaching my, my daughter, Katie, in the eighth. She was an eighth-grade basketball player at St. Isaac Jogues in the western suburbs. Who, and Katie went on to become a college athlete and was a rower at Georgetown. We lost a game. I was horribly depressed. I was coaching. And she said, Dad, this is eighth-grade girls' basketball. Get over it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Will, great stuff. Really appreciate you joining us again. Go to our website, folks, Sports Medicine Weekly. Dot com for the great uh, story written by Will Haskell, our guest from Ivy Rehab Physical Therapy, talking about advice to parents raising young athletes in three lessons. Thanks, Will. Thanks, Thanks. guys. Always great to be on. Enjoy your Saturday. Thanks, Will. Always happy to talk to you. All righty. That's Have a great Will. one. You got it. Will Haskell from Ivy Rehab Physical Therapy. IvyRehab.com is their website. Let's take a break here on Sports Medicine Weekly. When we return, it's our Ask the Doctor segment. Steve Cashel here with Dr. Charles Bush Joseph filling in this week for Dr. Brian Cole. It's Sports Medicine Weekly only on 670 The Score.